Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. You want to start with fantasy chatter today? Is that what I'm hearing? I think we should. Well, we haven't had any news in so long that it mm-hmm. feels remiss to not not start with this. Uh, you sent an. Are you linked an article? Ahsoka season two is replacing the Mandalorian season four in a big way. What does that mean? <laughs> Why the in a big way? Uh, well, the the other piece of this is that they're going to do instead of more. Man, it's unclear. Are there? going to be more mandalorian seasons but they're going to do a movie mandalorian grogu movie so they're they're really leaning into grogu as the name grogu i understand that that's the name but did did they not realize that you know baby yoda is the thing that worked (laughs) no apparently do not okay all right i'll say the um the use of the weirdo I guess Sith and Jedi was in the original movies, but like here's the real weirdo terms in Star Wars naming. I don't really like a great idea, in, in my opinion. You know, we were, so this is interesting news for us, right? Because we were not super nice to Ahsoka. <laughs> no, basically every time that it the that the show hit a fork, we said they better take the <laughs> this side of the fork, and they'd go the other direction. Yeah, no that that is that's accurate, and I um this feels like another another one of those moments <laughs> where it's like yeah we're like well the fork could go towards the Mandalorian and they're like actually <laughs> yeah this what, I think that's what we said specifically is like well if we get the Ahsoka show gets more Mandalorian up then I think it'll be a good thing but nope no it's gonna replace it <sighs> I mean in the in so in the long term. Am I happy about a movie? I don't know. I have no idea either. I, I I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. In um right after Rogue One, I right. would have told you, yeah, let's let's do I would love a movie every year. Now in my current state of watching things, yeah. It's a little hard to commit two hours to Actually, yeah. a movie. <laughs> you make an And I think point. that was sort of the start of the point in the Disney is like People don't watch two-hour movies really anymore. You know what people like, though? Apparently they like all of our classics, which were like 70 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like still max attention span that we have. Yeah. It, it's not like it's not like human attention span changed in the last 30 years. No, it's only gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I should, right. I should be careful. It's not like it's gotten longer in the last 30 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Well, let's see, let's see how this okay. goes. I'm, will, I'm willing um, to give it a shot. I'm just... I'm I'm nervous. Anytime they change something, you know, don't change your horse midstream, I guess, or something. But does this say when Ahsoka season two is coming? It doesn't, right? Uh, I think it just says that it's replacing it. I didn't see. All they've said is that they're currently in development. Yeah, I mean the big thing, I think, if you're doing movies, do them well. Yeah, and if you're doing shows, do them with a regular cadence. Yeah. 
Yeah. And apparently that's too much to ask. <laughs> if you want to do eight episode shows, fine. Yep. But do them regularly. Yep. Yep. I want to know, hey, the snow's melting outside. I've got an Ahsoka coming. That's, that's a lot better than like, with this Rings of Power thing. <sighs> well, this is, I mean, this was the original uh, Game of Thrones thing, like the early seasons that worked out so well. It's the thing that we've loved with Slow Horses, which I don't think we've talked about on recording i mean it's the thing that we just love just come on just more of that more of that just yeah hey christmas is coming but also slow horses yeah exactly (laughs) make things easy all right well let's move on here let's move on to mlb um you had some highlights i have one highlight uh let's start with big moves real moves oh yeah big moves little man these are big Big moves moves. (laughs) (laughs) fair marcus stroman to the yankees yeah you got to lock down that number four pitcher. <laughs> well, they uh, they lost Montas, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I guess. What is Stroman to the Yankees? Is this fantasy relevant? Yes, because Stroman was verging on being not fantasy relevant in standard. Okay, so I think I think he's unambiguously relevant. At least he, he has a lo- he has a much longer fantasy leash on the Yankees than he does on another team true i think he's gonna be on more this year i guess that's 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 right what okay what do you think pitcher is he gonna be the top 50 end of this year end of this year i think i think so i think so we're due another another reasonable performance from stroman and he has he has the the talent it just hasn't put it all together for a while top 40 (laughs) Mm, no i know i don't think so fantasy usable not fantasy exciting yeah it's somewhere around there I would be I would be surprised if he's a top thirty pitcher. He might be somewhere. He might end up being like thirty eight because we've always talked about it. Like <laughs> that last ten in the top forty is bad. Yeah. Uh, Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. Hicks to San Francisco. Yeah. Are you excited? I'll flip it to you. No. no what I don't know what his role is going to be. Okay. I don't really understand what his role is going to be. Have, what did they say when they signed him? Don't know. Set to start. Set to start? Set to start. He's been in the Cardinals. He was in the Cardinals rotation for eight games in 2022. But then he was in relief. Relief for Toronto and did extremely well. Yeah. Because he throws hard, right? So he's he's going to be a great reliever. He would be a great reliever. I would be very excited. Ah, Maybe he should still be a reliever. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He feels like. It's funny. I think Camilo Duvall is going to come up in our main mm. segment. Mm. Um, okay, we got two other players. Uh, one last player is yep. Shota and Managa. I hadn't had my pulse on this one, but if he's going to the Cubs, I think he's going to play. Well, the Cubs want a shot in the arm, but I, I don't know. I mean, I never know what to make of, of big international moves like this. Neither do I. It, it's... I mean, I wish I, I wish I had like a back of the envelope. Historically, this works out X percentage of the time, but I don't, I don't have that. Obviously, I, I would bet you that one of the things that I feel like I've noticed is that your one is like the best time to own these guys. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely because true. No one's ever seen their stuff before. That's they definitely come in, true. And if they're on the right team, then they end up doing pretty well. And then after that, they kind of. People have there's a scouting report on them and it's done. I got one more for you here that I put in. Oh yeah, because I just saw some news. This is not fantasy relevant, but I just need oh, to know. Boy, is it twins? 
<laughs> no. Um, headline is just that uh, Vladimir Guerrero signed with the Mets. Hold on a second. Thought he was on the. Uh, thought he was on the Blue Vladdy. Jays. Hold yeah, on Vladdy. a second. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let me just let me just be clear here. It appears that the elder Vladimir Guerrero is naming all of his sons Vladimir. Hey, I for, I didn't uh, look any deeper, but it's two for two as far as I'm concerned right now. <laughs> I, I had see, I had seen I had seen that. I thought it was funny. Vladdy instead of Vlad. Vlad Jr. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. Sure. All right. So our main segment today, I I decide to continue on this consensus rankings uh, tracker checking, and there's a little bit of more work I need to do behind the scenes on GitHub to make this just do itself. And GitHub requiring two-factor <laughs> authentication was a mm. rabbit hole that I wasn't ready for, mm. but. What I presented in 7.41 was, hey, let's let's look at the change, the delta in um, rankings from the preseason 2023 to that current point early um, December 2023. Mm. Where have things changed? And so let's just make sure that we're not um, ignoring. I call it the Carabelle analysis. Let's make oh. sure we're not ignoring guys that were hyped for big things in 2023 and might not have delivered. Like, let's make sure that they're still on the radar. Right. That spawned a conversation of like, Hey, we should keep tracking this <laughs> over the, over the off season because we want to know who's, the, who's the player du jour that is going up the rankings. And this is going to be extremely important. Once we hit February, February mm. and once players report, there mm. will be a lot of changes but I thought let's check in now because in that first analysis was done and like there's like four or five consensus rankers and who knows what the quality <laughs> of them was. Now we have doubled, almost tripled that number. So there's some movement is some movement is just ironing out um the standard deviation of, yep. of ranks. Some of it is a little bit more interesting that we can start to talk about. So I've given I've given you access to a spreadsheet. This spreadsheet has eligibility, and it also has um, it has the 2023 rank. That's actually the ranking from December. Okay. At the beginning of sort of let's call it beginning of the ranking season, um, and then 2024 ranking is the one that we have right now. Okay. And then delta is the um, delta is a difference between the two. Whoa, I yeah, I think um, I think the smoothing thing that you pointed out, I just want to say at a really quick glance, appears to be a, a good thing. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Appears to appears to have done done kind of kind of wonders. Honestly, the fact that I just sorted both sides and the fact that we no longer have deltas larger than say 125 feels pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. One would one would expect something like that. Yeah, that fe- that um, feels like good ironing out. Yeah, absolutely. So, where do you want? We, let's just bounce around a couple of these players here. Um, I think that there is some downweighting still of free agents. Yeah, I was just going to comment on that. I see that as a big thing. Clear downweighting of free agents, and yeah. one of the biggest movers up is Shohei, who went from like <laughs> the eighties to seven. Like, ah, huh. uh, well, I, there could be some bad rankings in there, but I think it's also uncertainty with free agency. Because if, if Shohei was to sign, if he were to sign with San Francisco, like, 
that would have been a different player <laughs> than him signing with the Dodgers, right? Yeah. What do we want to see? Let's see the guys that actually get into the top 120. Oh, I think we can go deeper than that. I mean, you want, well, I mean, that's that might be a good start. Um, okay. Yeah, let's see 120. Okay, these are the guys that have um, the Ooh. ranking has decreased into the top 120. So that has a couple of. I think. Okay, oh, so oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Royce Lewis. Yeah, this is well. Not a Twins I, podcast for nothing. Yeah. Um, Joey okay, Durant, I mean, too. Same, sim- similar stuff, to be perfectly honest, right? I mean, a lot of lot of pitching here, a lot of relievers. Yep, pitching. Looking, looking at Royce Lewis is the first non-pitcher on here. I mean, and then it's back to pitching, pitching, well, pitching, pitching. Shohei's not going to be pitching this year. Okay, okay. He's out. number seven. Sure. Okay. All right. Glaber Torres, then pitching, Bryce Harper, David Bednar. Okay, then it starts to switch. But these first, the guys that are more than 30%. No, yeah, thirty percent, which is also talking about plus thirty on Delta. Yep. Since you sorted in the top one twenty, one of the nice things about capping at one twenty is that we can think in percentages. So, I guess I'm wondering. I guess I'm wondering is like Joanne Duran really thirty percent more valuable this year? <laughs> now, ah. no. Again, again, this is just the beginning of the rankings period. So that was. This is not. This is not last year not not last march yeah, this okay. is a month ago yes. so a month ago I, the initial the first rankers who put it out there yeah were saying and i think that a pitchers i think pitchers are probably i would bet you some of those early lists were like the top 200 or something like that and so there oh, might I be see. some some noise in there and i'd actually be we, we're gonna want to look the other direction i think a little bit more the like who has started to move back um when it's well, still I, I mean, I yes and no. I think well, yes, I agree with that. But I think this is the 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 positive guys are the guys that you want to know on draft day because maybe mm-hmm. more news has come out. But somebody somebody downloaded their cheat sheet uh, a month before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I don't, I have started to learn like don't don't do all your research in January because the, the everything changes right and so people are and so people are definitely doing that so this this is a list that can this this positive side can give you a little bit of a little bit of a tweak you know you look at say i mean blake snell's not done moving right because he's gonna get signed somewhere and yeah and if it goes the same with a a lot of other free agents who have who have actually um figured out where they're going i think that he could go if he's on a contender he's gonna go up all right so so guys that Guys that have taken a beating as more rankings came in. Yandy Diaz, Spencer Steer, Lane Thomas, Dansby Swanson. That makes no sense to me. Walker Bueller, Cody Bellinger, Nico Horner, Xander Bogarts, Kettle Marte. Uh, what's in common? What's in common with these guys? Underperformance last year? No. Well, no, it's not all across the board underperformance. Yandy, it was sort of overperformed. But I think that these are a lot of players where... I'm seeing their 2023 rank actually mm-hmm. is probably highly correlated with their end of season rank. So okay, so it's so it's actually the opposite. It's actually overperformers last season on some level because you're seeing perhaps I think so, I think off. Okay, I think that we're seeing more people being like, okay, this is what you did last year. Well, there's actually more <laughs> downside for you, right? So and, the further the further we get, because I guess one thing is that we should view. 
I think in principle we should review this all as sort of a regression to the mean, right? Because you, yeah, as last be. as last season wears off, you start to think about what their true underlying value is. So somebody like Dansby Swanson, Cody Bellinger, who had great years last year, like what what is the chance that that's going to repeat? Everybody has right, to think. right, and so so the fur and the further you get from thinking about all the great things Cody Bellinger did for your fantasy team. <laughs> you start to remember how Cody Bellinger has been for years past. <laughs> yeah, let me put him back under the microscope and ooh, yeah. there's a lot of warts here. <laughs> I'm actually think I'm agreeing with the directionality on these. Looking at but maybe maybe that's just my long-term bias. I mean, I'm looking at you're highlighting Kettle Marte, I'm thinking about Spencer Torkelson right under him. I'm looking at mm-hmm. Randy Arazarena, Hassan Kim. I mean, all these guys O'Neill Cruz, Alex Bregman, Evan Carter. I'm just kind of looking at these like, boy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that they can do that. I don't know that they should have been where they were in the first place. Yeah, t- Alex Alex Bregman. Should he be in the 70s or should he, or we like, you know, it's lucky that he did as well as he did. Yeah. Someone goes I, into that lineup, they're going to take his at-bats. I guess that's more, that's more what I mean is that. Yeah, the more I think about any one of these guys, I'm actually thinking like, yeah, I could, I could, I could slide them down. <laughs> I'm ready. Marcus Semien, really. It's like the annual beating for Marcus yeah. Semien yeah. is right well. here. It's like he's a, he should be a top twelve guy, and then it's like, wait, 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 that we put Marcus Semien. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. no, this is the kind of thing where like you know when we've done pitching rankings, we end up with like 15 guys that we want in the top 10. <laughs> you know, it's the same yeah, thing yeah, with Marcus yeah. Semien. You're like, that's never the guy that I actually want in the top 10. Like, eh, you know who not, I'm yeah. happy with moving down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we put our heads together to hand tweak the rankings, and we're like, "Yeah, we got to move that." <laughs> well, it's this Aaron Nola is that guy for me? Is this like, yeah, oh yeah, we've got we got three spots that uh, three spots for which we have six pitchers for. Well, a number one, we I'm happy to move Aaron Nola. So who else do we have <laughs> to consider? Blake Snell, happy to move him. Yeah, I think I feel like I'm seeing a lot of those guys. I feel like that is actually is the trend that I'm seeing on this list. It's like. I think if we if we go back to unsorting by delta and sorting by rank, you we would see a lot of guys where it's like, yeah, I actually kind of I kind of want them there, <laughs> or you know, sort by ADP. I guess is what we'd go back to. Yeah, well, I've seen. Yeah, I think that we're getting improvement. So this is interesting. Just how much it's moving, though. We're still. Yes, we said it's the delta is only like 120 or something like that. But it's still a big delta. Yeah, and I think that this is going to move really fast for a ways, but I don't know when everybody's going to get their like real first draft rankings in. I mean, you'd think you think people would want them by the time pitchers and catchers start reporting. I mean, we talk about we think about this sort of meta analysis and fantasy when we want our fantasy analyses to hit right because we think about like, well, it's like this is when people start to think about fantasy, and you want to have your rankings in before that. Obviously, pitchers, catchers, natural time. So I would say if they're not in by, you know, Valentine's Day, they're not kind of taking it that seriously. Yeah. Or they're late. Which is fine. I mean, I, but I would rather see somebody do a first draft. So I guess what's going to hap- what's gonna happen if, if somebody updates their rankings, we'll still see that in here. At, at the beginning, the Y, the, the delta is a, extremely wide, and then it goes down to a, like, can a point very close to zero okay both positive and negative and it's to then but that's what we're going to see we're going to see that that narrowing down it's sort of like yeah to normal curve but flipped okay <laughs> to zero 
the the uh, the deltas that we're going to see are going to get to zero for different players. But right now we're expecting them to be wide. Okay. I yeah, but I think I guess uh... there will be cha- well we want to get to the point where we're not getting deltas on like everybody like coming to grips with Blake Snell being Blake Snell. Like them vacillating between looking at his stats and looking at his face. We want to get to the point where it's like, okay, we're at zero. And then we'll be able to, then when there's a delta, we'll be like, okay, well, now he's signed with X team. And it's like, oh, you know, we have the variation over the next couple of days. As well, but that's bigger. right. But but that to me, right. Okay. So I guess that to me means that the type of analysis we should do is the one that we've been doing, which is not, we're not looking at, I'm less interested in the delta values to be frank, I'm more interested in the relative rankings. Yeah, and that's going to be true, and that's going to be true in the future. The relative, you know, <laughs> again, we seem to be trafficking in delta of deltas recently. But you know, I'm more interested in that. Like, who's who's the maximum? Like, who's actually moving the most? What trend yep. is that? And that's why we just did that sort of trend. We want to keep like, watching a lot of pictures, <laughs> or because I think the example guys. would be last year Corbin Carroll. Yeah, where he just kept going up in the rankings, up yeah. in the rankings, up in the rankings until like the Peter principle like said like oh we, we ranked him too high and then there's yeah. a little bit of a and it went down a little bit. But that is the guy that we want to be tracking for two reasons. Number one is to put him on our draft list and say hey this guy is interesting. We should look at him more to decide if he deserves to be on our draft list. And then number two is we. Where are we gonna to have to draft him to get him? Because if we, if yeah, we, yeah, we, yep. there are some players where we've said like we're not gonna get this guy, and we're fine with that. And then there are yep. players who are like we're not gonna get this guy, and that's like maybe we should change up <laughs> how we're drafting just to make sure that we get him because our rankings don't don't want to get it get him for right, us. right, and yeah, I, and th- this is the thing, man. I really I keep coming back to our first point, which is basically like. We're going to need to look at this right up until the day that we're drafting. Yes, yes, that's a whole point. Is that we want to? I want to continue to work on this data set so that we can digest it to the point where we're highlighting the things that we need to see, and so we can know where people are getting drafted and understand that, and also track what what everybody is thinking about different players. So, are you tracking this now? Because it would be nice to know. It'd be it'd be nice to actually do the differential change. You know, the derivative of the deltas. Yeah, that's what I'm working on Good. is getting that automated. Awesome. Right now. Yeah, because because it'd be really nice to just pull it up and say, well, they've been he's been moving up, yep. constantly, or oh, it's just fluctuation noise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. We want to get to All that right. point. You're you're like ten steps ahead of me on this. This is awesome. I'm just enjoying the fruits of the labor. That's good. I think that about brings us to the review session. J. D. Davis. Speaking of the Giants, <laughs> on the other side, uh, he's with the Giants still, right? Yeah, he is. Who the where? Okay, why am I getting to the Giants? Let's get Giants batting order. Come on. No, I just feel. I always just feel a little. I at this point, at this point of the fantasy preseason, I always just feel nervous. Like, did I get the team right? <laughs> no, no, it is. He's still in San Francisco, but I, I put it wrong in the link. My apologies. No, no, no. You're, you're totally fine. I'm just, uh, just always a little bit like, did he move? Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. All right. So what do we have? We got JD Davis in. 2023 so he had gotten traded okay got traded in 2022 so 2023 is his first full season with san francisco giants they use him in 144 games 546 plate appearances 
over that, he racks up 61 runs, 69 RBIs, 18 home runs, one stolen base. Struck out a crap ton, but we don't report <laughs> that, so that's fine. And a 248 average. Most of those outs, again, being strikeouts. Um, I want J.D. Davis to be better than he is. Yeah, I agree. I feel the same way. Each time I'm like, oh, J.D. Davis is available. And then you look at him, you're like, eh, it's nothing really there. <laughs> I'm looking at, man... These home run numbers are so low. I always I think in my head when I see him on the waiver wire, I'm like, I could use a couple home runs. I could use a couple home runs. Adam, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's not actually gonna hit any home runs. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, twenty home run power. Not, yeah. You, I kind of conceptualize him as being well. Problem is, he came on the scene as um, what's no, what's the name of the first baseman in New York? In the Mets, you're talking about Pete Alonso. Yeah, the Mets, Pete Alonso. Yeah, came up at the same time as Pete Alonso, and so I conceptually have them mixed up in my head sometimes. Of like, oh, that profile is—he was just like Pete Alonso that first year. And I'm like, nah, well, not really. He's also got this issue where he is just injured a crap ton. Yeah. I, yep. Um. The 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 most the season that he played the most games by total number of games is 2020. <laughs> I mean, he played 56 of the 60. I mean, I'm looking at like 2021, then he plays 73, then 66, and uh, no, 115 in 2022. But he's never, last year was his most games he's played in a season. What? 144. What? Oh, no. Well, does that mean that it's going up? Are we we going to get into the one? He's he's on the wrong side of 30 now. He's on the wrong side of 30. But um, he, why not? <laughs> I mean, where where did he end the season? He ended the season on the IL, I guess. But he uh, <laughs> where was he batting? Where no, was he I batting? I don't know. I was, that's what I was interested in. Um, three four behind guys who are st- are or ahead of guys who are behind guys who are ostensibly real baseball players. I mean, Lamont Wade Jr. is a guy that we've enjoyed before. Mikey Stremski, who just can't see. Well, JD Davis is then... a real baseball player, but he clearly is more like he's a defensive replacement who's not actually very defensive minded <laughs> he's his defensive war last year was or whatever the defensive rating was um 2.5 oh, 2.5 way to go the year before it was eight, negative 8.5 so right, okay. i guess something something improved in san francisco his um his babip is was 320 last year wow he's 320 not, to get him a 248 average and he has what is no, that? Oh, that's weird. I mean, his career is 261, but do we care about that regression? I, I doubt it. I mean, wow, 248 for two years in a row. So he used to hit better. What's going on here, buddy? Well, he had one season. His first his first season, his hello season in, in New York was he hit 307. And that's waiting this. And he's never yeah. gotten there again. He The next year, he hit 247. He hit 285. And then 248, 248. So I believe he's somewhere in the right around 250 average 285 i mean yeah 285 is much more interesting but i think he's probably two, 265 is much more interesting 261 is much more interesting but he's not gonna yeah yeah, yeah yeah yep uh, well the 285 season his babip was 426 so, so we, uh, if we were to regress okay. that down i bet it would regress down to two 248 would be his average in 2021 <laughs> so, um, looking at looking at where he played, he played third base 116 games last year. He did play yeah. 15 games at first base, so he, he did does will he be, plays hot corner. 
He plays hot corner, you. but he plays both corners, so it's good. So, corner infielder. I mean, I'm I'm wondering now if he's more interesting as a late round third baseman than a you know late round first baseman. Yeah, but we've been doing this first baseman thing for a while here, and we've had terrible players for most <laughs> of it. So okay, he, I, I yeah. So he is. He, he no, he's a corner infielder in in TGFBI. Yeah. He's a corner infielder that you're always hoping to upgrade. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, because look, look at this. I think, boy, he's like, <laughs> we've talked a couple weeks ago about, we've talked over the past few weeks about safe options, you know, like when, you, when you're when you getting this deep in the draft, like, oh, I picked Carlos Santana. Oh, I picked Luke Voigt. Oh, I picked, <laughs> you know, like Brandon yeah. Belt or Christian Vasquez. And then you get to J.D. Davis and it's like, he's a clear downgrade on even the safety picks because he's not hitting for power i mean to me the killer number is this 18 home runs in a season yeah 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 exactly and there's no reason there's no reason to think that that goes up slugging he was hitting as high as third in that lineup and he had 69 rbis yeah i i just don't see i don't see i guess i'm looking at this i'm looking at all of the data that we have and i'm not seeing anything to suggest that he's going to be better so if you're no. stuck and you need a corner infielder, J.D. Davis could slot in for a week, and it's like he'll get you a couple RBIs, get you a couple runs, maybe get a home run, but like that's it. You gotta you gotta upgrade him. I mean, you gotta find somebody better. <laughs> but like, is he is he deep in my TGFBI waterfall uh, free agent picks because I have a dead roster spot? I guess so. Yeah, he's the backup. <laughs> he's the backup. Like no one else is gonna put a put an offer in for J.D. Davis. So I guess I'll. That one will come through. Uh, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, that that's kind of where I would. I guess that really that. is the thing. Like, I'm comp- I'm thinking, are we being a little bit too harsh on him compared to like the Luke Voigt last week, where we're like, well, this guy yeah. should really have more of an opportunity. But Luke Voigt hits home runs, <laughs> right? I think that. I guess I'm I'm thinking now. I'm thinking about like, what am I looking for in a waiver wire guy? It's home runs <laughs> for the most part. I mean, it is home runs, but, but yeah. it's different. This guy is like a, he's a worse version of, of St. Carlos Santana where Carlos Santana will play and he'll get yeah decent. You, you can rely on decent numbers from him. And then these numbers are 20% lower than Santana. And you can't even, this is not a, reliable guy to be able to continue to play and this is crazy i mean I'm, i mean i don't know that we should trust any of these things but i'm looking at like his his very ancient <laughs> i feel bad because he's much younger than us but his ancient prospect report here and his raw power is screened at 70 yeah which is super high I, that's uh, a guy who came in with the mets in in 2019 that, 26 right. year old exactly why we're thinking about the pete alonzo comp and then obviously pete alonzo has gone one way <laughs> and jd davis has gone another yeah in terms of the power i think uh, that it was the two of them i think that weird i think davis was supposed to be the one to do this was supposed to be the one who's going to be getting 40 home runs a season and and 100 rbis weird 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 what a, man okay well i feel i feel much better now because now i feel like i've saved myself quite a bit of waiver wire activity this year in the sense that like i will no longer click on him and think that could be an exciting option i'll no, now know that's jd davis he's not that exciting of an option this babip is wild i know what so what has it historically been is it historically so he's, been high he's 337 career babip he's putting in a lot of effort to leg out singles 
to have a 248 average. I think that's part of why he's getting hurt. He's running that two 218-bound body to first <laughs> his, his, just to get on his, base. He's not up there in sprint speed, let me tell you. <laughs> 14, 14th percentile in 2023. Wow. So a lot of – wow, that is pretty funny. That's a lot of long singles, I guess. They are, <laughs> though. Guess. If you look at these – yeah. But you spray chart. How is he getting to the? He's getting the shortstop like at the edge of the dirt, and he's getting to first. And he's he's working on legging it out. I don't know. No wonder he's hurt. It's it. <laughs> yeah. It's it. We solved it. <laughs> Who are we doing next week? Spencer Steer. Okay, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Sea. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.